welcome to another episode of Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Bliven. And today we are going to be tackling the transition between military and civilian living. And you know, it's a tough transition for a lot of folks because you're going from a group of people that you live with to now being basically put on your own. Chris Lavaric is our guest and he's gonna give us some insights and information that'll probably inspire us too. So please be listening, we'll be right back. studio we have Chris Lavaric. Say hi Chris. Hi how's it going guys? Hey hey we are fellow veterans and you served in the Air Force for how many years? I did four years. Okay cool. When you left the service what was that like? Yeah I mean that's an interesting transition if you spend four years with any company or any institution you just get so used to how things are done and um, the military is great at making you really insulated, really a lot of structure. And so when you leave, you lose all that. So definitely it's it's a transition where I felt, you know, took me a lot of months to make that decision. I, am I going to go in career? But when I did make the decision, it was kind of sad, of course, you know, losing out of the friends, moving away from that comfort that I had known for the last, you know, four years. I ended up moving out of the state I had been in, you know, selling everything. I had two bags to my name <laughs> coming out. And uh, it's starting over, it's starting new. So it's exciting a bit, but it was also a lot of, um, you know, is this the right move? Is this the right decision? Did you feel well prepared to make that move? Um, You know, they do some courses, I think, to transition you out. I don't think they want you necessarily to leave. Sometimes, depends what's going on in the budget, right? Sometimes they'll (laughs) encourage people to leave, but they, I think they more encourage you to, you know, stick it out for that next rank, that next um, assignment. They could be Hawaii. It could be <laughs> something oh, yeah. great. So, yeah, I actually had Korea coming up. So for me, it was um, it, it kind of enticed me to move on. So your next station, duty station, would have been Korea had you stayed in? Correct. Yep. And you were a firefighter in the Air Force? I was. Yep. Um, out of Ellsworth Air Force Base, I did about three years there. And then a year, I, I deployed once to the Abu Dhabi, uh, Emirati area, UAE. And then besides that, yeah, training in Texas. Okay. So four years in the Air Force, you got the training to be a firefighter. Did you actually be continue to be a firefighter when you left the service? <laughs> I mean, I had it. I had a couple jobs lined up. I, I definitely thought about it. The great thing about the military is you get all those certifications. I was an EMT, you know, hazmat trained and pumper one and pumper two and wildland and all sorts of stuff for fire department. So I could have had a, uh, a lot of jobs lined up. And in fact, I did. I ended up not doing that. I ended up going back to actually why I joined, which, you know, I'm, I'm proud that I actually did that. I joined to get the GI Bill, surprisingly. I was one of those who wanted the education. And then, you know, somehow I kind of got into the stream of it that this was going to be my career. And and then I went back when I made the decision. I, I decided when I got out that I was going to just follow my uh, original goal. And so I went back to college and I got an IT bachelor's. So computer information systems, completely different. <laughs> Total shift going into the corporate world. Yeah. Did it serve you well? Oh, yeah. I've done IT for about two or 12 years now 
it's been phenomenal for me. I always enjoyed, you know, computers and, you know, technology and that kind of thing. So doing the firefighting job was definitely something uh, I had to get out of my system and and that physical kind of exhilaration and it's a fun job. But then when I went into IT, it's been great for me. It's allowed me to invest into real estate and, and grow my business on the side, support my family. I enjoy it, you know, so it's been great. So that's also part of the story and the fact that you have your own business in addition to the period of time that you were working in IT. That's correct. Yeah. So I, I launched a business with my brother about three years ago to start investing into real estate. And every every investment we've done or every property we purchased has been with partners to some degree, whether a private lender or a joint venture or what have you. So, but yeah, we launched that business three years ago. I was probably about, yeah, nine years into, eight years into my IT degree, or IT job, I should say. And so I was kind of getting comfortable there, and I, I really wanted to, you know, explore other things as well. So the real estate was the avenue we took, and, and running your own business was um, the method we took. So it is possible to be an employee and also have the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, you can, you know, luckily, especially with different jobs, you can work at home, uh, you can work remotely. And, and, you know, if you schedule your hours, and you're there for your company, you can do things on the side, you know, and that's the amazing beauty of all the technology we have now is you can work remotely, especially with COVID and all that. That's what has really taken off recently. A lot of people are working remotely. Right. And I also want to highlight the fact that we're going from a environment where we had a training schedule. <laughs> right? Yeah. A mission training schedule. Yes. But in also, um, I don't know if you were able to get into a little bit of the NCO experience when you were in the Air Force, but they also teach you time management. Yeah. I mean, that's super value. I, I didn't get, I didn't go to Staff Sergeant. I got out at Senior Airman. Okay. That's fine. But you can also figure out from the mission training schedule that you can balance a day. You can literally balance the day. You can get all of the work done for someone else and you can get work done for you. Yep. That's 100%. Which is exactly what you're doing or did. Yep. Time blocking is essential. It's, it's a very valuable skill. If you can learn to time block your day, you'll probably realize you're only working, you know, three to four hours a day. <laughs> so <laughs> if you can maximize that, the time you are working, and do the key items when you need to do them versus just kind of, you know, waste time away on other things you're not really paying attention. When you start blocking those time and start scheduling, you'll see what you're actually doing with your day. Yeah, and how much more you can be doing with your day. Yep, exactly. So some people go, well, I can either work for somebody or I can have my own business. Newsflash, <laughs> you can do both. <laughs> You can do both. You probably have more time than you think. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's uh, time blocking. I like the way you said that. It's time blocking. Yep. And, and you know, for all the listeners out there, I started my business. We bought our first property in August. My first baby or first son was born in August. So you can do it as a new parent. Uh, my second son was just born a month ago. You know, if you don't think you have time, well... <laughs> Being a parent and having a W-2 job, it definitely shows you how much time you have. Right. And we ought to capitalize on the fact that we've got discipline that's in our DNA. Yes. 
Yeah. Great, yeah. great skill picked up in, in the military. Yep. Right. So let's talk a little bit about your business with your brother. You are doing more choices, more opportunity, and more life is on your site here. Mm-hmm. And you're an author. What did you author? So yeah, I've, I've written two ebooks. I write a blog once a week. Uh, I'm in the process of writing my own real estate book that will be published, a physical copy. You know, one of those tips and tricks kind of deal after you learn all the all the hoops and all the, the stuff you run into. But more to come on that. But yeah, I write once a week. I've written that blog for the last three years. So there's probably a couple books worth in there. It's a, a thousand page or a thousand word blog, you know, once a week. But I've always been good at, at English and I like writing. So yeah. What's the blog? Uh, the blog is about pretty much investing in real estate like we do. So sometimes I'll go off on on some outliers, cover some of the market trends and some of the things happening in the news, but it's really not not an updated, it's not necessarily about what's going on in the market. It's more about educating people on how they can invest in real estate, you know, with, with no little money down or how they can partner to success, that kind of thing. A lot of what we found success with, I, I'm just passing it on and letting people know they can do it. This is very interesting. All they would have to do is just have the will to do it. Correct. Because the tools are there. Oh, there's so much out there right now in in the internet, you know, (laughs) so many different websites offering free information and free tools. And you you obviously got to look at what you're reading and look who you're following, uh, make sure they're a vetted source. But there is so much out there that wasn't out there, especially when it comes to even buying real estate or investing in real estate. The data at your fingertips to let you know if you're making the right decision or not is just amazing. Wasn't there years ago. So take advantage. Wow, this is so interesting. And about how many hours a week did you have to time block for the start of your business while you were still working for someone else? Yeah, that's, um, you know, it's grown, it's shifted as the business shifts. We've brought in a couple of different assistants. Back when I was doing it just myself, you know, the typical day, it's a five o'clock wake up, you know, 5 a.m. wake up or 4.30 a.m. wake up, one hour of doing things for me, whether that's meditation, journal, eating, little exercise, and then an hour and a half or two hours to the business before I go to work at, you know, be there at 8, 8.30, perhaps 9, to my W-2 job. So, and that that time in the morning, that could be managing assistance, that could be underwriting a property, making sure it's a good investment, that could be working on the website, writing a blog. You know, these are things you can do. You just got to time block them, right? You got to, otherwise you won't do them. So that's how I do it. That's very interesting about how it is that you're blocking out that time and you're doing it in the morning. You don't necessarily have to do it in the morning. You can do it also after dinner. If that's, Mm -hmm. you know, if you work better at night than you do in the morning, because some people are night owls and some Mm -hmm. of us are are morning glories is what I call us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, typically if you're in the military, you might find your morning person (laughs) getting woken up. Yeah. I had several soldiers that were always night owls and they were forced Mm. to be morning glories. (laughs) Rough transition there. It is a rough transition. (laughs) And then how did you handle the fact that you went from a unit of people to being all by yourself? And that's something that I don't hear too many people addressing. Mm -hmm. But yet that is part of the transitioning. 
Yeah, I think it is. It's replacing the structure that you're used to in the military, which was most of the time handed to you, given to you. And it's you can fill that void, but it's up to you to go fill it. And it's up to you to go find that structure. So whether that's I, I, there's nothing wrong with getting a mentor, getting a coach, joining another group. I'm in multiple groups, parent groups, you know, dad's night out, stuff like that. I'm in an IT group. These are other groups and structures that add to your life and give you a bit of what was kind of always given to you. And now you just have to go find it. But you yourself, you know, this is the harder part is you can do that internal work where you can decide to structure your day, structure your week. A lot of that comes from developing the goal that you want to do and then breaking it down week by week. You'll learn those through books. And, you know, I read a lot of self-help books, a lot of podcasts, things I think which actually gave me structure as well, not just, you know, I think we're so used to that being given to us in the military, that internal part of going and finding it, of kind of creating your own structure, it's a little little more, um, but you'll learn that through a coach or a mentor, reading the books. The easiest way, though, really to get that is to go join a club, go join a group that gives you some part of your identity back and some part of structure in your life. So what kind of club did you join that kind of replaced not having a unit? Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of the your work will do that too, right? Because it is work for work. So if you are in a job and you have a good group of uh, folks who are like you in IT, you'll get some of that structure. I forgot to mention that career is a big one. But I joined an IT club. So other people advancing their career in IT, SIM was called it. It's called SIM. And just other leaders trying to advance into IT. And whether I choose to go in that direction or not, it's it's interesting to make those connections and see how other people are doing it, see how other people are facing the same challenges. And just because they didn't come necessarily from a military background, you can learn a lot from those kind of uh, networks. Um, And then I do meetups. I do two meetups a week for real estate. So I go, you know, a night out and uh, spend with other people interested in investing in real estate. This is very helpful and I think inspirational as well, because we have a lot of our brothers and sisters that just feel so lost. Yeah. When they're transitioning from the military, they just, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I went from having a unit of people basically always around at my disposal to now being based on my own. Yep. Yep. And a great, uh, I'll plug in a, a application or website. Meetup.com is a great one. Uh, if you haven't heard of that, you can literally type in every, any topic. And I assure you there's some meetup in your city going on about that topic. So, you know, even if it's not your career, maybe it's a hobby, get out there, try to replace that network that you had, that close group of uh, people that surrounded you and really provided you structure. They were family. That's that's a thing. That's probably the biggest thing that people miss is the camaraderie of the military. You know, the, the job, you can find similar jobs that give you that passion and that but it's the camaraderie, it's how close people were, how you went through things together. And um, so that's how, that's what you got to fill, you know, fill that void. Yeah, because in the military, I had your back and you had mine. Yeah. Yep. And that's the way we survived and that's the way we thrived. And then once we left the military, we <laughs> lost that. Yeah. But now you have to regain it and you have to want to regain it. And, and was it, who, who is it that helped you? Somebody must have said, Hey, Chris, why don't you go join this meetup? 
or do this or do that? Or is this something that basically you figured out on your own? Yeah, I think, um, you know, my situation's a little different. I joined at 22, so I was a little older when I did join. I had already that experience, I think, of, of making... I lived in France for two years as well prior to the military. So I was forced to depend on myself, but also make those network connections, you know, before I went into the military, learning to make friends, learning to make um, my own kind of structure. But I would say, yeah, it's it's different mentors along the way. Uh, college professor, really uh, a guy I leaned on in college was a good one that, um, you know, detailed about network is net worth, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's a huge part of it. I still have times when I just reflect back on like how close, you know, we all were and how much you could just ask someone to do something. They drive, a, a, you know, to another city to pick you up because you got stranded or something. Yeah. And and the civilian career world isn't entirely like that. So it's it's definitely about, you know, you, you might not ever find that kind of close camaraderie again, but you sure can expand upon it and explore other areas of interest that you find connection on. And really that's that's what happened in the military. We, we were all connecting on a singular goal, singular mission, and we were finding strength in the, you know, when we faced challenge, we found strength together. And you can do that in other situations as well. If you want to connect on hunting, if you want to connect on buying real estate, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of other people out there that can make those kind of bonds, those those connections, even connecting as parents, you know, uh, uh, you're raising a kid, I'm struggling with a toddler. <laughs> you can find other parents that are doing the same and form that kind of connection through your struggle, which is, I think, what happens in the military. Yes, it does. But there's also another element. Not only do we feel lost, but we're also taught when we're in the military to be strong. Mm-hmm. Right. And so reaching out is the opposite of a culture that says, be strong. True. Yeah. So what do you tell our listeners to help with that? Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, it's, it's very you're right. That is something you kind of learn as you're in there that, you know, you don't need to ask <laughs> for advice. Your strength comes in from just doing the mission and, and not asking questions. Right. That's hard. You know, these a lot of the things you'll learn, you you have to kind of unlearn some of them. But I I would say, yeah, be humble, ask questions, go out there, getting a coach, getting a mentor, or even more if you can find someone else who's exited the military, uh, listen to a podcast like this and and hear how other people did it, you know, and, and mirror someone else and see how they got through it. Because it's not always obvious. I don't think it's going to be obvious for many people. You get used to a certain way of life. You get used to you've created all these habits around a certain way of life. So changing those habits isn't always easy, especially if you're coming out after like eight years, 11 years, 12 years. Those are, that's a long time. Try 26. 26 (laughs) years. There you go. So it's not, you know, the longer you're in, it's not going to change overnight and and doesn't necessarily need to. There's not, not everything needs to change, but if there's an element you want to change, be patient. You know, it could take a little bit, reach out, listen to, to some podcasts, read some books of people, how they exited. I think that's a great way. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today and sharing your story and making it so that you not only shared your story, but you, you gave us some information that I would think is also inspiring. Well, thank you so much. As people transition. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate being here. 
Yeah. So if they wanted to reach out to you, how, because obviously you're somebody that exited and maybe you could mentor somebody who's kind of feeling lost and um, maybe needs some ideas. How do they get in touch? Definitely. Yeah. The best way um, you can reach me on LinkedIn. I like LinkedIn for connecting with people. Of course, I'm on Facebook. If you want to reach out there, you can as well. Our website is an awesome connection tool. I'm always on the website. So the website's valkyriegroup.com, V-A-L-K-E-R-E group.com. Just, yeah, send us a message. I'll be happy to talk with you and, and talk whatever subject you want to you wanna talk about, military, real estate. We also do a mastermind group. You can come hang out with us. The link's on the website. A lot of military in there. A lot of people connecting. So just, yeah, the website's probably the best. That's great. All right, Chris, thanks for all of that. And don't go away. I'll be right back. Thank you for listening to this episode. I sure hope that you were inspired in the same way that I was. And didn't you think with the time when he talked about time blocking, that that was something that you could do? I sure hope you did. Also, did you know that if you're feeling kind of lost, you don't have to stay that way. Chris gave us some really great ideas of what to do to connect with people. So thank you for listening to this episode. Listen to more episodes and be all that you can be and know that you are not alone on your path to prosper.